This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Brady, the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just won his seventh career Super Bowl game. That's amazing. And so I want to talk about him today and want to unpack what has caused this excellence that we see. So whether you're a Tom Brady fan or not, at least be a fan of studying excellence wherever you see it. And let's pay attention to what are some of the ingredients that are in Tom Brady's success formula. Now, I must admit, I'm not a big football fan per se myself. And in fact, this year, I wasn't even planning to watch the Super Bowl. I had told my husband, I said, I'm going to come down during halftime and I'll watch the halftime show. And by the time I got down to where he was watching the game, there were about two minutes left in the first half. And I got so intrigued by those last two minutes that I actually stayed and watched the whole rest of the game and the second half. And on a personal note, the Super Bowl really is a special time for my husband and I, because one of our first and earliest dates many, many years ago during our courtship years was me making a home picnic basket where we could actually watch the Super Bowl together. Uh, that year that we were dating. So the Super Bowl does have sort of emotional significance in that sense. When we think about Tom Brady's career, we know that he spent 20 seasons with the New England Patriots and is just now starting with this first season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And as I mentioned already, he's won seven Super Bowls and he's also hit a number of additional milestones. I won't even be able to explain all of them or have time to name all of them, but I'll name just a few of some of his first and some of his unusual accomplishments. For example, he has five Super Bowl Most Valuable Player Awards. He's been the only Super Bowl MVP for two different teams. He's won Super Bowls in three different decades. And at the age of 24, he was the youngest starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And now at age 43, he's the oldest starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl. In addition, he's the oldest player to receive the Super Bowl Most Valuable Player. Now, you might think someone who has all of these accomplishments, all of these accolades, plus pages and pages more than what I just mentioned, you would imagine that he would always be in high demand. However, that's really not true if we go back and look at his history. When he was in high school, he played football there as well, and he was on the JV team, and he was the backup quarterback, if you will. He had a hard time really being seen as somebody who might be credible back in those days until the starting quarterback got injured. And because Tom Brady had always been preparing himself, always getting better and better, he had a chance to jump in to be the starting quarterback. 
So he ended up being the varsity starter in his junior year and continuing on in his senior year in high school. He was the most valuable player. He went to all state and he also was honored as all far west. So he excelled when he had the opportunity. However, he wasn't initially given the opportunity to be in the starring role. Later, when he went to the University of Michigan, he was seventh in what they called the depth chart. He had very little playing time. It was very discouraging for him in those early years. And he even considered leaving the University of Michigan and going back to California, where he's from, and going to school there. However, by the time he got again to those last couple of years, 98 and 99, he started all games and he was the senior year team captain. He went on to set some Michigan records. And because he very often pulled the game out in the last quarter, he got to be known as the comeback kid because he would come back from what would look like an impossible set of odds and end up winning the game anyway. Then we also know that when he went to the New England Patriots, he was a sixth round draft pick and he was number 199. So again, he wasn't necessarily seen as somebody we must have on our team. And yet again, he managed to excel and he took the New England Patriots to six different Super Bowls, winning those games. So I want to just unpack a little bit about some of Tom Brady's success formula. It's probably more than what we're going to say today, but at least we're going to cover some of the items. So number one, and this was also mentioned by wide receiver Chris Godwin. Wide receiver Chris Godwin on his current team said, Tom Brady is a person who expects to win. He's not just hoping to win. He expects to win. And I think that is so powerful to think about the vision and to think about the focus that's necessary to actually put your mind in the right place. That's a winning mindset. And that's how Tom Brady is. He has that winning mindset. In fact, when he first showed up at New England and the owner of the team, Robert Kraft, saw him coming down the stairs one day with a pizza box in hand and Tom Brady was going to introduce himself. And the owner says, oh yeah, I know who you are. Then Tom Brady said to him, he says, I am the best decision that this organization ever made. So imagine that the supreme sense of confidence about the contribution that he would be able to make to the team. Also, in addition to having that expectation of winning, he also had a willingness, number two, to do the work, a willingness to pay the price. Or in my language, I would say Tom Brady was willing to practice lead yourself first. And so that covered many areas in his life. He had a very consistent routine and still has a very consistent routine of how he prepares himself to show up for excellence and to be in that winning mindset. So first of all, let me just mention the focus part. When he was in high school, he played three different sports. He played baseball, he played football, and he also played basketball. And at the time he was coming out 
of high school, he was drafted to play with the Major League Baseball team, the Montreal Expos. However, he sat down and he said to himself, my real passion, my real love is football. He could play well enough the game of baseball to have been drafted on a Major League Baseball team. And he also played basketball. He knew that now going into the professional realm, he was going to have to make a choice, make a selection. And he chose both a sport that he was skilled in, had ability in, and where his personal passion was as well. So he focused then on football and he applied to a number of colleges so that he would be accepted as a football player. And even from high school, he sent them video clips of him playing the game. And a number of schools, more than five, actually accepted him to come to their organization. In the end, he went to the University of Michigan. However, he had other options and he had other choices. So in this willingness to pay the price, to do the work, there was a focus piece that also came into play. Part of his consistent routine includes the way he exercises and the plan he has for exercise in his life. And he's got a personal trainer who's been with him for a number of years, Alex Guerrero. And he just allows Alex to put him through the paces as they study what is the best science and technology in order for him to be at his best. He also does some brain training kind of work. When you think about football, you get hit in the head very often a lot. It's a high impact game in many ways. And so you need to undo some of that damage. Well, he makes sure that he works on the neuroplasticity of his brain so he can continue to recover and to show up at his best the next time. He believes in sleep. He goes to bed at nine o'clock in the evening, gets up at six o'clock in the morning every day. And he's very meticulous about his food. There are a lot of foods he avoids, foods he really chooses not to eat. Maybe things like sugar and flour and gluten and dairy and soda and cereal and white rice and potatoes and bread and so on. He assures that his diet is 80% alkaline, only 20% acidic. So he pays attention to what he's putting in this body, who he wants this body to perform and its tip-top shape and condition. Also, another piece of his preparation would be the mental and emotional preparedness. He has learned over the years how to be emotionally calm in challenging and difficult situations. Tom Brady wasn't always like that. He used to be a bit of a hothead and have somewhat of a temper. However, he did at one point hire a sports psychologist who he wanted that person to help him figure out how to manage his frustrations and manage his anxieties. And of course, sports psychologists also help with focus in the mental game and the winning mindset. In addition, he practices transcendental meditation and yoga. Again, two practices that help him to remain calm. If you want to know more about some of his physical routine, exercise and the food and so on and so forth, he does have a website where this information is available. And it's TB for Tom Brady, 1212, his jersey number, sports.com. So that's TB12sports.com if you want more information about all that he does to lead himself first 
to pay the price and to do the work of being an excellent performer and an excellent player. So that's number two. And there's a lot that went into that bucket. Number three, he also sets very specific goals and objectives. He didn't just say, I want to be the best quarterback or the best football player. He has some specific objectives at all times. So for example, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of his specific goals was, I want to win at least one Super Bowl game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's already checked that box off. He's already done that. Another goal and objective, I was thinking, oh, maybe after this game, he's riding high, he'll retire. However, one of his goals and objectives is to play until he's 45 years old. So he's still going strong being 43 at this point. So he has some very specific goals and objectives in mind and in place. Number four, I would say, is leadership. We know that leaders create other leaders and those leaders create even more leaders. So as a leader, he is a role model. And as I unpack all the things he does every day, this is a model and picture to other players around him about what it takes to really be excellent. So he doesn't say, do as I say, while he's out doing something else, he models what it takes. And then he knows that it requires more than just him to be successful. So he's willing to pour into and groom the other players, which also gets to the fifth point, which is really about teamwork. He knows it takes tremendous teamwork to win a Super Bowl and to be at the top of your game. And so he spends effort and energy, not just on developing himself, but exercising the leadership to develop the team as well. And he understands that that teamwork is dependent on team composition. You need to have some good players working with you who can do their part on the team. And that's the reason that he worked with the coach at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and really insisted on reaching out to Rob Gronkowski, who he knew from his former days of playing. He brought Rob Gronkowski out of retirement and had him to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you were watching that seventh Super Bowl win, there were a couple of amazing passes to Gronkowski that led to some fabulous touchdowns. So he can see talent, he can see winning talent, and he knows how to leverage that in a team capacity. Number six, I would say that he's willing to accept that coaching and mentoring and consulting. And I already talked about the fact that he had hired a sports psychologist. Back at the time that he was at the University of Michigan, when he was considering leaving because they weren't playing him very much, it was the assistant athletic director that actually mentored him and coached him through that time. He saw potential in Tom Brady, and he knew that if Tom was able to be patient, there was going to come opportunity for him at the University of Michigan. And Tom Brady would say today that that athletic director is still someone that he would look to for advice and counsel. So he was not afraid to say, I don't know everything. Wasn't afraid to get a personal trainer. Wasn't afraid to get a sports psychologist. Not afraid to be coached and mentored in some other ways so that 
he can become the best and all that he can be. And then the seventh thing I will mention about him is that he has a sense of balance. You can imagine he's very busy preparing. Football is not just a game you play during the football season. You still have to keep yourself physically and mentally and emotionally in condition, even in the off season. However, the balanced part of his life involves his family and also the ways that he gives back. So when I think about his family, he's a father of three children. He has a wife who is Brazilian and was at the top of her game as far as being a model, a highly paid model. So they're both super performers in that sense. And Tom Brady actually respects what his wife's opinions are and what she says. So he often consults her. She gives him advice and counsel and he listens to what she says. So he spends this recovery and rejuvenating time and fun time with his wife and also with his children. He's also started a foundation called the TB12 Foundation. And this foundation exists to provide free post-injury rehabilitation for underprivileged athletes. So that's a major give back. And I want you to notice, though, although he does many product endorsements and things of that nature and also has revenue streams from those endorsements, he's not spreading himself too thin. He's got some major pieces that he focuses on and he gives his attention to those major pieces. So you might be saying, so what is the meaning of all of this in terms of business application? What do I need to take away as a business executive? Well, as a business executive, you also want to have that winning mindset. Expect to win. Set in your mind that winning atmosphere, have the vision, have the focus for what it is that you want to accomplish, what it is that you want to do in your business life. Be willing to do the work. Don't just sit back and think it's going to happen by osmosis. There's preparation to get to the next levels. There's preparation to take your company to the next level. So be willing to do whatever that work is, including taking care of your body because executive leadership is very demanding. And so the exercise that's necessary, the sleep that's necessary, the right foods also apply to an executive business leader as well. And again, having very specific and targeted business goals, including revenue goals, including which products you're going to take to the next level, how much you're going to grow the company, or all of these details, you want to have specific goals about those as you move forward. And number four, as the executive leader, your job is to be a leader of leaders. You are grooming people in your organization who can then mentor, coach, and groom other people. And if you're not increasing the capacity of those around you, that's, your, that's really your main job as a leader is to build other leaders and recognize that teamwork is also how you're going to get things done. You want the right people in your organization, in the right positions, in the right jobs, and working synergistically together to accomplish the goals and objectives of your business. Also, you want to think about what kind of resources do we need that we might not have in-house? What kind of consultants do we need to bring in? 
our own coaches, our own mentors, so that we can develop to our highest levels as well. And so that's also important for you as a business leader and for your organization, and not just for you as the top executive, but also those who are the leaders of leaders, they need their consultants and coaches and mentors as well, in-house sometimes and also externally. And then number seven, be about more than just work in the office every day. What about your family? What about the give back to your community and the way that you're showing up in the world? What else is important to you and how are you building yourself in those other ways. So you want to think about that as well. So we can learn a lot from Tom Brady, who's a wonderful example of excellence, excellence in leadership, excellence in the sports world, who has demonstrated that it works. So as we're starting to close today, I want you to think about these biblical words of wisdom that I think are relevant to anybody who wants to be successful. One of the things that Tom Brady has done is that he has applied wisdom to his life. And wisdom is knowledge and information applied in some effective and some right ways. So today I want to read Proverbs, the third chapter, starting in verse 13, going through 18. And this is all about wisdom. And this is what it says. Happy is the man who finds wisdom, and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver, and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. So as you go forward, get wisdom. She's your friend. Did you know that teams do the bulk of the work in successful organizations. And for this reason, it's very important to build and develop your teams. And first, you might want to know where you are in the process. So I invite you to take the complimentary team assessment to identify your current strengths and also your learning opportunities in launching and developing high-performance teams that get dynamic organizational results. So go to my website, www.transleadership.com, and you'll see on the homepage, there's a brown bar that says, take the high-performance team assessment. You'll find it just under the running photographs. Click there and get your results. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan 
for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources. Thank you.